Welcome from God's Acre to our Monday morning message, a podcast of the Congregational Church of New Canaan, offered by the Reverend Dr. Stephen Chapin Garner. So we come to the end of Jesus's Sermon on the Mount uh, in Matthew chapter 7, and we'll look at verses 24 through 29. And then next week, we will begin looking at Jesus's prayer book, the Psalms, and, and how uh, Jesus might have understood those ancient prayers and songs and how they might have informed his faith and how they can inform ours. But uh, the very end of the Sermon on the Mount concludes this way. Jesus says, everyone who then hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Now, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as their scribes. So it's a little bit of a tangent. You may have heard me mention this before, but, but most Christian children and adults have a belief that Jesus was a carpenter. Uh, we've been told in church school, we've read in our Bibles that Jesus was like his father, Joseph, a woodworker. Uh, art, books, movies have all depicted our Lord as um, a carpenter in one fashion or another. However, one of the curious features of Jesus' teaching in the Bible is that he never uses carpentry metaphors, images, or even illustrations to make any of his points. He used agrarian images and hospitality illustrations, but, but hardly anything about wood or woodworking. And a visit to the Holy Land reveals that even, even the mildly perceptive pilgrim picks up that, that wood is scarce. It, it's not a primary building material. The primary material for building in the Holy Land in Israel is stone. Now, the Greek word translated into carpenter is tecton, which simply means builder. And likely the English composers of the King James Version of the Bible were familiar uh, with their own thickly forested landscape and assumed that Jesus would have built with the same materials the English used in their uh, construction projects, wood. Now, while Jesus rarely, if ever, used woodworking analogies to teach, Jesus continually referred to stone as illustrations for his teaching. It's more than likely that Jesus was a, a mason, a stonemason, and his sermons were informed by the stone which he used to work with. Indeed, we've got this final instruction in his Sermon on the Mount, and it seems to proceed from a really knowledgeable mason. Now, Jesus knew, like every good builder, that the foundation of a structure needed to sit on stone, not on sand. To be secure, uh, you should not ground your life on shifting and sifting matters and materials, but on the ultimate rock of our salvation. God, and faith in God. By extension, grounding your life in the solid, sustaining teaching of Jesus was like sinking the footings of who you are right down to the bedrock. According to Jesus, if you ground yourself in God and incorporate Jesus' teachings into your daily living, you're going to be stable. You're going to be strong. You're going to be able to endure every storm that blows in your direction. God is the foundation, and as Jesus would say later in this same gospel, Jesus is the cornerstone. Jesus is the stone set in place that serves as a marker and guide for all the other stones in the building. Ground your life in God and align your life with the teachings of Jesus, and you will not be shaken. You won't be swept away by the currents that try to beat against you. Now, quick final note. 
Jesus as a stonemason, preaching with illustrations he understood from his vocational training, would have allowed him to communicate with great integrity. The concluding sentence of this section of scripture affirms that Jesus spoke with a degree of authority and authenticity that was frankly fairly uncommon among the religious leaders of his day. Jesus' teaching and, and, and the ways he expressed his instruction had this integrity, this, this weight, this kind of gravitas. Jesus spoke and the people wanted to listen and they, they even wanted to obey because Jesus was trustworthy, wise, and dependable. See, we can trust Jesus. We can build our lives upon his words. Jesus is our firm foundation and our faithful Lord. So the question to grapple with as we close the Sermon on the Mount is what is your life built upon? Upon what is your life built? And then uh, reflecting as a practice, reflecting on Jesus' sermon in its entirety over these uh, many number of weeks, take some time and write out a set of foundational principles that you want to live by. Write them out and then place those principles somewhere where you can read them daily. In the months to come, strive to act upon them and maintain your practices. So let's pray. Lord God, master builder, we ask that you continue to craft uh, in us a life in ways that are pleasing to you. We ask that you would set us in place, that you would make adjustments with us as needed, that you'd chip off our rough edges and help us to be well aligned with you. Lord, we want to be well grounded in God and centered on you. Allow our lives to rest on the rock of our salvation and allow our living to be in line with the cornerstone now and always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. To learn more about the Congregational Church of New Canaan and to connect with the messages and the ministries of our church, visit us at www.godsacre.org. God bless you, and have a wonderful week.